Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this Nifty Chicks I'm a Safety Girl tutorial, we'll be covering how many different wallets you should have, the types of wallets you need, and how to keep yourself safe in the NFT space. Let's do this. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. Hi, Mindy Zell. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm so excited for next week. Oh my God. It's going to be here before we know it. Yes. NFT NYC. We just found out that we will be speaking on Thursday at 3.50 p.m. in the Edison Ballroom Main uh, space. So if you are in NFT NYC on Thursday, uh, that is June 23rd at 3.50 p.m., be sure to stop by. Yes. And I'm actually preparing. I just showed Gen FT, but I just got my nails did. I'm all branded up. I love it. And love you're it. next, right? I am. I know. She'll be yeah. heading my way. So excited. Yes. Yes. Yay. All I'm right. Excited. So I am super excited about this topic today because I know it's something that I need to improve upon. Um, I do have a few different wallets, but... I am planning to um, go set up some more so that I can basically um, duplicate what we're talking about today. Yes. Um, I am actually fairly new to the multiple wallet space. So I now know about cold wallets thanks to you and the tutorial on Ledger. But there are so many different types of wallets. So this is actually going to be super helpful for me too. So any newbies out there curious as to like what types of wallets there are, how many wallets you should have, um, I am right there with you. So this is going to be learning for both of us. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm sure everybody who is in the NFT space and is on Twitter has seen or and or, I mean, if you've been watching this show or listening to this show, we talk about how... People are getting their NFTs and their crypto stolen all the time. There's hacks and, you know, um, just not so great people in the space that do naughty things. And we just want to make sure that you are doing everything you can to protect yourself, your NFTs and your crypto. And the best way to do that is by having multiple wallets. So I saw some some tweets from a variety of people Um Let's see, uh, WAGME University, my BFF, Fame Ladies, a lot of different people are talking about this. And we really wanted to share what we've found online and, and share that information with you. So one of the things that I've been seeing is that you should have a minimum of three wallets um, up to potentially five wallets. And it can be a variety of, you know, MetaMask wallets, Ledger, um, cold, wallet, cold wallets, hot wallets, uh, paper wallets, ice cold wallets. So basically you just, you want to create as many wallets as you feel comfortable with in the range of three to five. I right now only have two, so I'm going to follow our advice and set some others up once we're done with this show and kind of move things around a little bit. And what about you, Genesee? Do you just have one? So I have um, a few different wallets. Uh, I have several MetaMask wallets and mm -hmm. a um, 
Coinbase wallet. So I have multiple MetaMask wallets. And the reason you want to have uh, more than one is because if one gets compromised for any reason, the seed trade, you know, gets hacked, your, your wallet gets hacked or you by accidentally release your seed phrase, which you should never do. But if that happens, then they only have a portion of what you own. So the concept of diversifying all of your assets across multiple wallets is that if something happens to one of them, you still have your assets. You don't put all of your eggs in that one basket, then that could get um, you know hacked. So I do have yeah. many MetaMask wallets and I have a Coinbase wallet, but I do not have any hard uh, wallet. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about kind of what those options are. I've never heard of paper wallet. So I'm really curious to understand kind of what that looks like. So I, I think we're not really going to go into that in this episode. I think we do a more um, in-depth on paper wallets. Um, but basically, I mean, very simply stated, a paper wallet is actually like a piece of paper that you print out and like you would keep that paper it like literally is what it says it is it's a piece of paper that you would then maybe put in like a safety deposit at your bank or if you have you know a fireproof safe at your house um that is what you would do with a paper wallet it's literally as simple as that but i do think we should do a walkthrough of setting one of those up eventually um but just so you guys have a general idea of what that is so basically there's hot wallets, cold wallets. The simplest explanation of that is a hot wallet is connected to the internet. So it's easiest to be hacked, right? That's your MetaMask, that's your Coinbase, that's your Binance, that's your Wax wallet. Um, I'm sure there's others out there. Those are just the ones that I can think of offhand. Then there are cold wallets and those are the actual physical product. So you can see here, this is my ledger wallet that we did a mm -hmm. tutorial on, you know, setting up your ledger wallet and then transferring your NFTs to your ledger wallet. There are other wallets like a Trezor wallet, which I don't actually own. Um, and then there's Keep Key, which is another hardware wallet that is a physical wallet. I'm sure there are tons more. Those are just the ones that, that I know of. And yeah, then, and you know, one thing I'll say is we um we are fortunate enough to be to live in a community that's very crypto um, friendly, a and uh, very attractive to crypto investors. So you and I are involved on lots of great chats of um, community members talking about what's going on in a the NFT. There's an NFT group. There's a crypto group. There's a beginner's coffee crypto group. Um, it's really cool. We have such an advantage being able to um, participate in those chats. But one of the things that they'll say most frequently is that a hard wallet or a cold wallet is super critical and the most kind of secure way to hold on to your assets. So it costs money right, to be right. transferring, you know, NFTs between wallets. More often than not, it costs gas money. Um, but once you have it, if you have an NFT that is your prized possession and that you plan on hodling, that's holding on for dear life for a long, long time, it would make sense to use a cold wallet over a hot wallet, given the fact that it's less, it's not hackable, essentially. Um, right. So that is that is something that is extremely recommended by some incredibly smart people in this business. So I, I trust them uh, with what their advice is. So good to know. Yeah. 
I agree. And so I think we should move on to the different um, type or what you do with the five different wallets that you create or five different wallets that you set up or, or get, right? So you've got uh, your burner wallet would be the first one. That's going to be a hot wallet. Basically, this is the, this is the, um, it's going to be the one that you use for testing, right? You're going to keep basically nothing on there because this is the one that you're going to use to connect to maybe sites that you're not 100% sure on. You really don't want to keep very much ETH on there because this one is going to be the most likely to be hacked or, you know, people get, get a hold of it. So basically, you're just going to use this for testing. Then once you feel secure, then you're going to move to your DGEN wallet. And this one, again, it's still going to be used for testing the waters, making sure that everything seems legit. Uh, you probably aren't going to want to store more than like half to like one ETH on there. And then once you feel confident and, you know, secure, then you're going to move to your third wallet, which is where you're going to mint. And typically what you're going to want to do with that wallet is move the ETH that you want to, or the amount of ETH that you want to buy something with or mint. So it, you may have more ETH in there at one point because you're getting ready to mint something. So let's just say something is, you know, say you want to buy like three NFTs that are one ETH each and you're minting that, then you're going to move that ETH in there, buy your NFTs, and then immediately take them out and move those coveted NFTs that you minted into probably a hard wallet, a paper wallet, something that is not on the internet. And so those would be your either a lukewarm wallet or an ice cold wallet. An ice cold could be like the ledger or it could be, you know, something else that you're just not connecting it to the internet. Right. And so does that make sense? It does make sense. And I'm trying to think of a time in which this would be kind of relatable. So um, we talk a lot about, especially because a lot of us are new to the space, kind of exploring, but we also want to be safe. So there has been many times where I've come across projects that seem really cool, seem interesting, seem legit, and I want to learn more about it. But in order to access kind of their kind of white papers and the website, you need to connect your MetaMask wallet. So this is oftentimes like my signal of like, I'm not going to connect my main MetaMask wallet that has a majority of my ETH in it or a majority of my NFTs. Because if I'm not sure about this, 100% sure that this is the legitimate website, I don't want to connect my wallet and have everything taken from me. So this is in this instance where I'm really in the explore stage, getting to learn about some new NFT projects, 
Um, still not very sure about the team. I don't have any con personal connections with the team. That's when I would use kind of this burner wallet where I'll set mm -hmm. up a separate MetaMask that has nearly nothing in it that like I'll connect to the website. And if they, if something happens to that, they're not going to take my life savings. So I'm okay with that. And that's kind of the moments where you would want to use a burner one. And then, at, like you said, once you start to get to know the team and know the project and some build some confidence that this is a project you want to kind of pursue, either minting or being a part of the community, that's when I would, you know, especially if I'm minting, utilize my kind of main MetaMask wallet that has a little bit more ETH. So that, um, again, I've, I feel a little bit more confident, but so I'm trying to think back through those scenarios. So anybody who's new, who's kind of just starting to explore some various projects, you know, always connect your um, your wallet that has very little in it because you're going to be connecting, especially as you're new and exploring to probably a lot of websites. Um, mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that, you know, if any of them are bad and not not to say that that doesn't happen and don't feel stupid if you connect your MetaMask to a, a bad website because it happens all the time. So that's when you would want to use kind of a burner with very little in it. Yeah. And I want to just add like some general safety reminders here because, you know, again, a lot of people are new to this space and there's a lot of different things that can can happen and that you may run into you know when dealing with your nfts and and what you're doing so we've said this before but you know never um never ever share your seed phase or your password um you know with anybody who's asking and obviously you know like don't store your seed phrase on your actual computer. Uh, I mean, I would recommend like either having like a notebook or something that you're able to put away in a safe or at your bank or just don't store it. And, and definitely don't store it on like Google Drive or any of those things because I mean, how often are, you know, people getting hacked there. So you just, you gotta be, you gotta be really careful with where you're storing your uh, seed phrases and your passwords. Uh, Jen FT and I were talking about this and you want to make sure that you're disconnecting from sites. So why don't you speak a little bit to that Jen FT? Cause you're probably better at it than I am. Yeah. So when I have connected a web, um, my MetaMask to a website to mint or to check out their whatever I need to do, whatever I need to do, and I need to require the connecting. So if you recall, the process is usually the um, MetaMask wallet will pop up in your right hand top corner, and you'll need to connect your wallet and sign that it's now connected and they have access to um, like the, the actual um, public key. And so when you do that, it stays connected unless you manually disconnect it. So what I do um, fairly frequently, actually, almost all the time, uh, is I always disconnect from all the websites that I don't want to be connected to anymore because I can always reconnect. It'll take a click of a couple of couple of buttons. Um, the thing I do, you know, stay connected is mostly OpenSea, but to disconnect from your websites that you may have connected previously, you're going to open up your MetaMask um, in the top right-hand corner through the browser. And it pops up the little screen. You can expand the screen, but usually it's the little screen up in the top right-hand corner. And you see three buttons to the right of that. 
And then below that, you see view account on Etherscan, expand view, account details, and connected sites. When you click connected sites, you will see a list of all of the sites that that specific wallet is connected to. Go ahead and with a click of a button, click disconnect from any of those websites that you don't need to be connected to anymore. Sometimes you need to be connected at all times for whitelisting. So there have been a times where I have connected to become on a whitelist. If I were to disconnect before the minting period, then I lose my whitelist spot. So sometimes it, you'll, you'll come across moments where you actually need to stay connected to that website, even for days or weeks, especially around the whitelisting. Um, but go ahead and click that disconnect button. And then that essentially disconnects you from that website. So you don't have to worry about if that website got hacked, what do they have access to? Can they hack your MetaMask? So a lot of unknown questions. And my, say, my, you know, my saying is better safe than sorry. Go ahead and disconnect. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I just want to add on there um, as far as minting goes. So once you connect, um, basically you want to use one wallet strictly for minting. That's your just, that's all you do there. You, you know, send your, your ETH or your funds there. You get that, that mint, that NFT that you want. And then once it's minted and you've, you're done with everything, then move that NFT out of that wallet and over to your hard wallet. Yeah, and one thing I'll, I'll mention because I'm not sure, um, for those of you that did not watch our how to set up a MetaMask wallet, a seed phrase and a password are two different things. The password is something that you set up. Um, usually it's in the same context of a typical password for any website, um, usually eight characters. There's a capital letter, a lowercase letter, maybe a number. Um, the seed phrase is the 12 word, most of the time 12, sometimes it's yeah, not. 12 to 20 16, sometimes. Yep, 16 or 20 word yeah. phrase that the mat, the um, wallet actually gives you. You couldn't choose them. Unlike you can choose your password, you cannot choose your seed phrase. It is just given to you. And they're very basic words like stop or shop or you know, light or, or <laughs> exactly very basic words, but there's about 12 to 20 of them. That is your seed phrase. And that is the thing that it, you need to keep super protected. And when Mindy Cell was going through all the options on what to do with seed phrases, one of the things that I've heard a lot of people doing um, is saving their seed phrase um, in different spots. So mm -hmm. you can have four words held in a on a on a you know piece of paper held in a, a deposit box in a bank, you can have four of those words you know written down somewhere in a notebook. You could have four of them saved in whatever, so you can have your seed phrase and and piece it apart so that if anybody were to able to track down any of those, they still can't access your wallet. So that's an idea as well. Yeah, I love that idea. I actually um, heard a story about. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, because if you don't know who they are, they are like huge in the blockchain and crypto space, but they have, I'm, I'm sure it's billions, you know, in Bitcoin and they took oh, and theirs. So and they founded uh, Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Right. Oh, guys. <laughs> yeah. It was actually not Zuckerberg, but anyway. Right. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Uh, but they like took theirs 
in separate, like they took different trips and they have theirs spread out like all over the world at different places. It's, it's crazy what they did. Uh, that's, that's a little much. It. I won't be going that far, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate their level of safety. <laughs> yes, I do too. And I'm sure if I had that much money, you know, why wouldn't right. I take those precautions? I'll, I'll put and, and... four words in a private jet, send it to Abu Dhabi. I'll put four uh-huh, words and send exactly. it to Italy. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a little vacation out of it too. So So I hope that helps everybody in understanding a little bit better about how to keep yourself safe within, you know, NFTs and minting and wallets and all that good stuff. I do want to remind everybody to be sure to follow us on socials. You can find us at the Nifty Chicks. That is at the Nifty N-I-F-T-Y chicks c-h-i-c-k-s and we can't wait to see everybody next week at nft nyc yes thursday that's thursday june 23rd 3 50 p.m at the edison ballroom main stage we're so excited to see everyone there and as always thank you so much for listening uh, invest in yourself you are worth it Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.